both decided to forgive the man who killed our son. And you know, then what happened was that all those bars of resentment and anger and bitterness that could have held us prisoners, they were set free. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. In the last couple of shows, we've been talking about how some people say, if God truly loves us or is real, why does he allow bad things to happen to us? And I think there's so many who can struggle with these thoughts, even amongst some believers. But how should we respond to moments when bad things happen to us? In our last show, we had a very positive woman by the name of Janet Eccles, who shared with us how she mysteriously went blind when she was a mother of three, and in that moment, when her husband was about to leave her, she completely was overtaken by the blindness. She surrendered her heart to God. She made Jesus her Lord and Savior, and when she did that, she really surrendered and spoke to her husband and said that she was letting him go and that God would take care of her. As she surrendered, her husband turned back around and came back to her, and their marriage was restored, and they fell so in love. But as things were going so good, again, she got really bad news as one of her sons was brutally murdered. It was so unbearable. But she shared with us how Jesus helped her through this horrible situation, so much so that she was able to overcome all this heartache. Janet, thanks so much for joining us again. Me. Janet, it truly is a pleasure having you with us. And I'm really curious how on earth you would overcome something like this. Because losing a child to death is one of the most horrible things a parent can experience. Tell me, how did you do this? Well, once we had to try to survive that horrible episode that no parent ever wants to ever face, we just began to seek God even more deeply. My husband and I prayed asking God for comfort, for peace, and he did. He gave us a peace knowing that we're going to see our Joe again mm-hmm. in heaven, as my Joe two years prior to that had accepted Christ as his Savior. Mm-hmm. So a year went by, and we were still being comforted by the Lord, healing. And a year after he was killed, the man responsible was tried, and we went to court. The trial took three days, and it was probably the most difficult three days of my life, mm-hmm. even other than when we lost Joe, because I had to listen to all those horrible details of what happened that night, how he pulled into our 7-Eleven in his car. The man also pulled in there. They got out of their cars. My son didn't know the man was armed with a knife. He stabbed my Joe 23 times, and he stabbed my son's friend seven times. Oh my the friend survived. Of course, my son didn't. So I had to listen to all those details, including the medical forensics' description of each of his stand wounds, oh, including the one to his heart. And it was tearing me apart, but I knew I kept saying, Lord, just give me the strength to enjoy this because we know we have to see justice, justice be served. The man has to be punished because he only suffered a scratch in his cheek and he went home. Yeah. So at the end of the third day, the jury was ready with the verdict. So we walked back into the courtroom. We stood to our feet. I held onto my husband's hand and I held my breath while the verdict read and it read, we find the defendant not guilty of all counts. He pled self-defense and was set home free. 
Wow. And so we were just numb, numb. We could not believe it. To this day, people can't believe that kind of verdict could have been rendered. But in Florida, we have a law where it says that if your life is threatened, you're justified to kill the other person. So the man put self-defense. We just couldn't understand. You know, we're thinking, God, what are you? How could you allow this injustice to take place? My husband and I literally on our knees by our bed, we prayed, asking for understanding, for peace once again, week after week. And one night, my husband said to me, we have to do something. He said, if this man repents and is forgiven, he too will be in heaven worshiping with our Joe. We need to forgive him. Oh and so when he said that to me, it was almost like he was reading my heart because I had also thought of that. But when he brought it up to me, we both decided to forgive the man who killed our son. And, you know, then what happened was that all those bars of resentment and anger and bitterness that could have held us prisoners, they were set free. They were came down setting us free to live with peace and with joy. Mm-hmm. So when we saw the man in the courtroom, we didn't know what the verdict was going to be. But now that we know what we're called to do, God was showing us what freedom looks like, the freedom that only forgiveness brings. Wow, Janet, that is not a simple thing to forgive. What did this look like? Because honestly, some listening right now may feel like they could never just go up and forgive someone who killed their son. How does this kind of thing work? Well, we have not told him to his face in person, but should we run into him? Yeah, I would probably give him a hug and tell him, you know, I forgive you because Jesus first forgave us. Look how much we could have paid for, and Jesus paid for that on the cross already. So how can we not do the same to this man? And God never said, forgive only if the person is punished justly, or if that person apologizes, or asks for forgiveness. Jesus just said to forgive. And I think he said that so we ourselves could do that for ourselves to be able to live in freedom. And what it means, really, is not hold any resentment or get a feeling of, oh, I shouldn't have forgiven him. He should pay or try to seek revenge. No, it's the other way that gives us clarity to be able to see just the extent of the forgiveness that God had for us through Jesus Christ. I think many people, when I share this as I travel, they say to me, you know, I don't know if I can forgive that. I just can't do it. Or I can't forgive myself. And you know what I tell them? I say, you're absolutely right. You cannot. But through Christ, you can. Mm. It would have been impossible for my husband and I to say we forgive him if we would not had that faith, that knowledge of his word, that closest to the Lord, that willingness to receive what he said, to obey him. So see, we had that relationship with him. That's what helped us forgive him. Not our own abilities or wisdom or feeling, look how good I am. Not at all. It was through him. Mm. It seems like the forgiveness was healthy for you and your husband. I can hear that this is your secret source to the life that you found today. What would have happened if you didn't forgive? Because someone right now is listening and maybe they haven't forgiven someone for much less. What happens, say, if I or someone chooses not to forgive and feels like it just can't be done? Mm, They put themselves in a prison. That's what happens. Mm. And, you know, Jesus said in his word, he said, you know, forgive other men as God forgave you. If you don't forget their sins, God will also not forgive you. And that's powerful. The person who committed that act against you or against your loved one may not be suffering at all. They may not even feel guilty or maybe their life is ruined, but that's not our concern. That is concerned what's going on in our own heart. Janet, truly, what you've shared today was very challenging. And to see how much life you flow in, I think we should all keep this to the forefront of our minds that forgiveness is the way to life. 
Thank you again so much for coming on the show and sharing such a sensitive topic and being so open to everyone. That was a blessing. Thank you, Anne. Hang on. I got some things to share with you that will make the forgiveness process easier for you right after the short break. Hey, everyone. As an evangelist, I'm really into changing people's lives with a powerful message of the cross. Do you know people are getting set free from drugs, addictions, and internal anguish by the power of the Holy Spirit working through our show? Will you ask the Holy Spirit if He wants you to partner with us financially? Every donation will help us to reach 1 million more people. Think of it. 30 people giving $100 a month will bring this show in front of 1 million more people. Will you help me to get to one more city in the U.S.? You can give by going to awakenthenations.com. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More Real Life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So why do you think about this? You may be wondering, how did Janet really forgive the one who killed her son? Do you think you can do that? Sounds crazy to some of you listening right now, I know. Some listening are probably feeling like, gosh, the right thing to do for her was to somehow get vengeance, somehow teach that boy a lesson. Anybody think that? I mean, how can you forgive someone who brutally murdered your own son? How is this even possible? Well, it is possible. Now, how are you reacting to this? Are you thinking she made a huge mistake? If so, it is possible that you believe in getting justice at all costs. Maybe, yeah? Delivering justice to those who wrong you. Yes, there is a place for justice. However, in our hearts, we are called to forgive those who deeply wound us. Let's kind of dissect this a little bit. Here's Janet, raising her son for years. All those years of changing her son's diapers, training him, loving him, cooking and cleaning for him, washing his clothes. And then in one moment, all those years of love ended in a brutal murder. How can you let this go? Forgiving the one who took from you like this? So heartlessly, so callous? Well, ancient scripture reveals what Janet well understands. It's written in Romans chapter 12, 19 through 21. Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. What does this mean? Have you ever had someone wrong you and you're like, I need to teach them a lesson. So you know when someone wrongs you, they incur the wrath of God. Did you know that? Every time someone sins against you, you should feel sorry for them because the wrath of God is real. Vengeance is already built into this world naturally. That's why we're not supposed to sin. <laughs> but oftentimes we dwell on the pain that was caused. And it's so easy to hate the one who caused us the pain and the suffering. But the right answer for ourselves is what? Say you get that vengeance, right? You get that revenge. Will you really feel better? I don't think so. I think you're going to feel really worse about yourself, the situation. You're going to make it much harder for you to move on with your life. What is the correct approach to forgiveness? As you heard from Janet, she was able to move on with her life. She's full of joy today. 
She isn't supposed to have joy. So it's not only good to forgive, we're actually commanded to in scripture in Mark eleven twenty five. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your father in heaven may also forgive you in your trespasses. If you want forgiveness from God, you need to be willing to forgive and to forgive anything. Yes, it's hard. Imagine for Janet. This seems impossible, but she did it. So whatever you're going through, whatever someone's wronged you, you can forgive. You can let it go. And you're actually commanded to do so. So Lord Jesus, I'm praying for the person who's holding on to something. Maybe it's much less. Maybe it could even be worse. Whatever it is, according to your commandment, Lord God, help us to let it go. And for those who feel like they can't let it go, Lord Jesus, we ask that you would give us you yourself so that you can help us to forgive that wrong, to forgive that pain, to forgive that person. Lord Jesus, come into our lives. Give us the grace. Give us the power to forgive the impossible as you did for Janet. We want that power. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. If you prayed that prayer, remember, you can have peace now because he is with you. Let it go, my friend. Let it go. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.